0: in front
1: of
0: welcome to another episode of the just basketball show thank you for finding us wherever you listen to podcasts give us five stars hit that subscriber follow button Lock in for the rest of what should be an awesome year in basketball. The All-Star break is in the rearview mirror. We're here to talk about that and more. The latest news in basketball as well as the highs and lows of All-Star Weekend. I'm Brendan Clean. That's Chris Manning. We're your hosts. Don't forget to follow us as well. TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, wherever you are, we are. Get in that way as well. Chris, some news to get to first. We're going to dive into the highs and lows of All Star Weekend, I feel like unfortunately there might have been a few more lows, unless you're uh, a real sneakerhead, in which case you got berated over the top of the head with everybody's new shoe. Sure, sure. I don't know if sure. you caught that, but um, I, I, it, look,
1: look. Can, let me just. This gives me a second to tee off on this. Yeah. MB, NBA All Star Weekend is as much as a as much as is a celebration of the league and all the great players and the young superstars to come and all that stuff. It is a business marketing event. It is like a conference for MBA marketing for shoe companies and other sponsors and all of these things to do events and have people come out and run around and, and push products and announce shoes and and blah blah blah. Like that is what it is. It was that way yeah. in Cleveland last year. I saw it up close in person. It was that way in Utah. It will be that way in Indianapolis next year. <laughs> like that is what this weekend is. Like it it is just the reality of it. It is there's fun parts of it all that stuff, but like it is a event to promote brands and all of that stuff as much as it is like a celebration of the nba at this point that's just the reality
0: it's whining and dining right it's uh it's schmoozing the corporate partners it's it's all that good stuff i do find it funny that with all that said they made everybody fly out to salt lake city to do uh the whining and dining and and it'll be (laughs) indianapolis as you said next year it's like they're really making these uh these corporate people work for it honestly i'm i'm betting like minus like
1: 500 that like LA or Miami or someone like that gets the 2025 all-star game I know Milwaukee's bid for it and stuff and yeah, like, I was just gonna I think say there are, th- <laughs> there,
0: are, other, there, are other, there are other
1: there are other fun cities like I think Milwaukee I think Portland would be a great one uh but I feel like we're gonna get I think like post-pandemic like LA all-star weekend is just like a like I feel like that's got to be like a lock
0: yeah I think Phoenix will get one soon they just renovated their arena so I'm hoping for that but yeah Cleveland Salt Lake And uh, Indianapolis is one way to make all the media and uh, and companies you work with get very grumpy. So we'll see what happens.
1: Unless you're me, who's like, you know, what's great? Midwest cities and cold cities. You know, what's great? The cold. I love the cold. The
0: cold was great. I I don't think the cold. I mean, I know some people cry about the cold. That's one thing. I think the the uh, the boringness, uh, Cleveland probably being the exception. These up to these two upcoming are probably even smaller, but. Uh you're, you're coming, Brendan.
1: I'm I'm you're you're coming for Final Four Cleveland 2024. So like let's 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 get it. Let's get after you. I'll it. go to Indianapolis uh, too. I'll I'll do no, that.
0: I'll well, do both. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well I'll get you some Midwest winter. It'll be good to see you. And like, <laughs> you know, we'll 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 have a good time. We'll have a good like we'll bring a coat. Do you own a coat?
0: Yeah. I was just gonna say I'll i it gives me a year to to purchase a proper actual winter coat because what passes for one in, in Phoenix would make everybody laugh. I, I don't even wanna. Uh, talk about it. It's in the closet right behind me. But let's get to the news, Chris. Um, Russell Westbrook, who I think I kind of bleakly and sadly told you last time we recorded, I didn't think would help anybody, which might have been a little harsh, but was pretty accurate to how I felt when we were talking about really shaping the the postseason and championship conversation. He is going to be a Los Angeles Clipper. That wasn't super unexpected, Chris, I don't think. But What was unexpected, I think, is the news coming right quickly thereafter from both local reporters and national reporters that Westbrook might also be a starting point guard for your Los Angeles Clippers. Um, What are they doing? What's going on here?
1: So Paul George is maybe the general manager of the Los Angeles Clippers.
0: Is that is that is that like a is that an unfair takeaway? It's probably not unfair. He he definitely lobbied for it. Did you see that over All Star Weekend? Speaking of, he said that aside from himself, that Russ was the number one player in the NBA. He wanted to see win a championship before it was all said. And I done. did, I did, I did. And like I,
1: I do think there are like there. Are, I'm sure there are differing opinions of players in the league versus for versus like how like media or fans feel about certain players. Like that would be my sure. general belief set on that right like i just i would suspect that there are lots of differing opinions i i even think brendan like there are parts of this rust thing in la that i with the clippers to specify not the lakers that didn't work but uh i am bullish on parts of this i am i think like he like there are things he will do that i think complement what paul george and Kawhi offer that is very different than you know let's say lebron in ad or like some of the other like kind of guys he has played with of late like i don't think like it's a better fit for him than Harden. What I think is it's not that he can't help. I think what the problem is, is that like we are talking about Russell like not we, but like the pejorative we. The collective we. It's like Russ we're thinking about Russ is like it's Russ and it's like, like gonna be like a, a it's a new big three and they they're it's like all this stuff. That is not what Russ is anymore. He is not this he is not close to the player he was at his like MVP triple double monster apex. He's not that guy anymore. And like if if the the whole point of bringing a Russ is to provide a point guard and stuff and feed shots to pg and Kawhi, like isn't that taking away from some of like what could make the clipper special i think like in limited bench minutes he's going to be effective i think him and norm is like uh go out on the break bench unit could be a lot of fun i get them taking the risk I, to some degree but like it, like it doesn't like move my t- clippers title expectations in any way and i think like it has to be I think if we're going to talk about Russ and anyone is talking about Russ, it's got to be framed in a very realistic way about what he is now and, and what the, everything that we've seen shows is in also in Because it, it's it is kind of a bummer, like everything with Russ. But it, the reality is, like, he has not been a helpful winning player in a situation since like
0: Oklahoma City. Yeah. Yeah. He was fine in that rocket season, I think. Uh, but oh, the, even no, then. the Wizards, the Wizards. The Wizards, Wizards, he was all NBA.
1: He was really, really good in DC and then like was not good in LA, so.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's all fair. I I feel like Russ and Kawhi, or I'm sorry, PG and Kawhi can be free agents in 2024. So after next season, basically after this season, they'll kind of be, you know, that last year leverage type of situation, both of them. And so keeping them happy isn't insignificant. I think the part that that really surprised me was just having this happen right after the uh the way that they approached the trade deadline which was in large part getting rid of players like this, you know, they signed John Wall for not not even the minimum if I'm remembering correctly and yet uh got rid of him at the deadline. They moved Luke Kennard even who who is somewhat of a ball handler and then obviously uh ended up cutting Reggie Jackson. So that's the part that that surprises me. Is it felt like they were moving away from a a real point guard after a long time, where we all thought that's exactly what they needed? I agree with you. I think all things considered, the Clippers have more wing shooting and wing defense. That this will be a better fit from a basketball standpoint than it was with the Lakers. I think the superstar players. I actually think Russ fit fine with AD because they could push the the tempo. They could play pick and roll together. That wasn't a problem. It was mostly LeBron. Kawhi and PG can spot up shoot. They're comfortable in some cases with the ball out of their hands. So I think that's at least incrementally better than it was with the Lakers. The one part that I, I don't love about the fit is whether it's with the starting unit with Zubats or now that they've added Mason Plumley, they don't really have sure. a big man to kind of like go up and down the floor with him and, and play pick and roll and, and all that stuff. But um, I think we're on the same well, page that it won't be... It shouldn't affect them massively unless off-court stuff does pose a problem again.
1: Here's, here's just the reality, I think, of Russ in 2023 and wherever he goes beyond this. It is past the point where you bring in Russ to cater to Russ. Russ, you have to, Russ has to cater to you. And I think that there has been some ways you can do that and it's been effective. He's not been like a total, like, complete loss. It seems like there's motivation with Kawhi, at least PG. I, Lord knows what Kawhi thinks about anything. I have no idea. <laughs> Like I don't think anybody knows, but I I think this is a situation where like he has to come in and do kind of the things he's gonna do, and I'm and it's a it's a it will be a challenge for Ty Lue. Like it just it just will. Like it is just yeah. a, a tricky thing to navigate if you're Ty.
0: Yeah, feel bad for Terrence Mann, who might have his role cut into despite playing really well in the starting lineup Bo- for them. Bones Highland just like not gonna get minutes, I guess. Like no, no. And to your point, well on the Russ side to close things out here, he does. He does have an incentive, right? Because, you know, it, we're talking about the difference between being a minimum player slash potentially, you know, somebody who who might not even have a roster spot for himself. I'm not sure we're there yet. Or someone who can can actually be in demand and, and make a little bit more money before his career is over and, and actually get to control his own destiny, choose a location rather than just picking whoever will uh, will take him. But Let's go back to the WNBA, which is a a league we have not checked on in a bit here, Chris, because things died down after the super teams formed. But uh, both Diana Taurasi and Brittany Griner re-signing with the Phoenix Mercury. I think people will hear those names. Those two players have both only ever played for Phoenix. That is not necessarily a surprise, but it is more so what they represent. I live here. I've covered that team honestly longer than I've covered the Suns, Chris. So I've been around Mm. both of these athletes for a long time. Um, it's to me, this is, it's extremely complicated. The, the complications around Griner playing and all that stuff are, are not gone just because she has been safely returned to the U S you know, what, how will her body react? What are the safety and security concerns around her traveling? These are all things that will continue to be talked about. Good to see she's choosing to play and that that's something she can still find happiness in. I hope that continues for her, but Diana Taurasi's 40. Brittany Griner just got back from a hellacious experience as a political prisoner, which is an insane sentence to say still after a year uh, of it happening. And then Skylar Diggins-Smith, the third star on this team, they've basically never played together. Griner went home from the bubble. Then she missed uh, that last season. And then uh, Taurasi and and different players have been hurt. Skylar Diggins-Smith is also pregnant and may not play this year. So, it's just going to be another year in Phoenix where there's just not a lot at stake on the basketball court and like there that's fine. There's more to sports than just like making sure everybody wins as much as they possibly can, but still going to be a little bit of a weird year and I I do kind of feel bad for them
1: yeah i i hope Brittany griner gets the 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 flowers and praise she deserves when she goes to any city like i i think that will be a really cool element to this i, I at least you would hope yeah the the tarasi thing is really complicated for me brendan because i that is one of the the legends of of women's basketball that's one of the legends of basketball period but this is her this is her late kobe this is her kobe era this is what this is this is the franchise takes care of the the superstar that was with them forever and done right by them and won a lot for them they're not at the peak of their powers there's not really any expectation i think from anyone outside the organization and i i would curious if you ask them like hey like what do you what do you how good are we going to be you know but it it's not going to be like uh this is a title contender team like this team doesn't get close to the aces or the liberty like they just they just don't that's and in that, like, it's not going to be, like, a Sue Bird thing where, like, they make a run and get a chance to go out that way, right? Like, that is not where this is headed, I think, for, for Tarasi, And it also just seems like she's angling for one last Olympics. And, like, that in itself is complicated because, like, she's going to have played at a ton of Olympics at that point. And, like, is she going to be one of the best 12 American
0: women to, like, go to the Olympics I, in 2024? I don't think she was last time.
1: So, like, that, this is this really uncomfortable thing. And it, it's... There's no... No, no one ever leaves these things like cleanly there's no like perfect retirement kobe got the closest probably just cuz of how he we went out against the jazz and and the mamba tour and stuff and torresi's probably is i think not going unfortunately because of various things like not going to get that same level of acclaim on her on her kind of way out probably not going to get the same arena tour so to speak mm-hmm. that kobe got even as sue bird got right cuz it's yeah. just going it to be not as graceful it doesn't it just doesn't feel that Same way, and I don't know what she thinks about that, but like this just feels like it's gonna be kind of weird. And yeah, I, I, it that I, you would like to see Tarasi just like get her flowers and all that stuff because she's a legend, but it's also just like, okay, like what are, what are, what are, what, are, what is this? Like, it all, yeah. like in some ways, it might have been seen more fun to like go chase like ring chase for something and like be like a, a vet, like on the with the mystics or something, but instead, she's sure. like here and it's the, just gonna be like the tour.
0: I think if the sparks were better, she might have done that. Cause that's home mm. for her, you know. She's a Southern California person. She, they have a home there, and I could see that. But the Sparks are poorly run and not not a winning team right now. So there's no real incentive to to jump ship.
1: Yeah, and the, and then the then the even if she wanted the Connecticut storylines like Junkle Jones leaves, like that's not a title contender in the same way that they might yeah. have been either. So like you're in a maybe the option is just ride it out in Phoenix to be like the 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 one team person.
0: Yeah. And that's and she's beloved. I mean, she is probably the most beloved Phoenix athlete. I mean, I I guess Booker is 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 certainly there at this point because he's now one, although for a while she was really the only Phoenix athlete to consistently win. Um, So, yeah, it'll be interesting. I covered her four years ago, Chris. She had this this spinal um, like a vertebrate injury and it was really gruesome she missed most of the season when she came back it was like please stop trying to do this it it's like painful you're you're just you might be done and like that sucks but but please don't hurt yourself worse or just go out in this unglamorous way playing bad basketball i thought she was done it's now four entire years later and here she is it's it's going to be very crazy she seems very much no. like these these Brady types, or whoever you want to point to, they just cannot quit. They can't say goodbye to the to the the competition, to the training, the physical, the endorphins, all of it. And I I hope that she can go out on her own terms, and it doesn't hit that hit that mark. Peyton Manning, another one, right?
1: Yeah, and like I I think the Kobe thing is even stronger. The parallel there because like he tears his Achilles, yeah, and he just trudges on. And like it was kind of clear that he wasn't Kobe anymore, but you still watch him because he's Kobe and we will still watch Tarasi because she's Tarasi.
0: Yep. Chris, some news that came down right as we were about to record here. That'll lead us into highs and lows of all-star weekend. Giannis Antetokounmpo suffered a sprained ligament in his right wrist, according to all of the insiders at this point. Um, I think the only real thing, it, it seems like he avoided anything severe and he'll, according to Woj, be able to return to the lineup once the pain subsides, so that, that is usually a good sign. It doesn't require surgery. He doesn't have to 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 get off of it. It's just pain management. Um, if I ask you right now, with that in mind, if Boston or Milwaukee get the one seed in the East, what would you say? I mean, I... I think this
1: doesn't seem like a massive deal. I think those are the two favorites. I think the one seed will pro- obviously have an advantage of just getting home court. It was just interesting to see. It'll just be interesting to see like how long this does maybe linger. Is where I kind of go with this, and it's like hard to say. Like they say it's not serious, but it's like if this lingers, there's, there's only twenty some games left. You know, yeah. if he's going to take some games off, like th- this. This could have like a real impact, and it's like if you look at the East, Philly has a really tough schedule the rest of the way. So maybe you're not expecting them to to make the same push up there that they might. The Cavs are a little bit further back, but with a pretty paper thin schedule, like it it could still get really competitive for them. And you kind of expect Milwaukee to try to like push for as much as they can. And there's also the fact that like you kind of also want to get Jay Crowder like reps with playing with Giannis, and like that this maybe limits that, and that's a little bit tricky. So. I ultimately don't think it's probably the biggest deal, but it all depends on how much Giannis actually kind of plays and looks like himself when he does play. And like if if this is really nothing, then this is this is a nothing story ultimately. But maybe if it's if it's anything more or it lingers or whatever way, like then then this becomes a problem.
0: Having underestimated Giannis when he looked like a uh, an injured flamingo in the conference finals two years ago. And then that is an incredible phrase. Injured Flamingo. His knee went the wrong direction. And he, in my opinion, maybe inflated the story a bit, if I'm being honest with you. An, M- but an he, NBA he, player inflated their injury, Brendan? <laughs> he he. I don't know if you actually saw this, because I was just uh, mad. Despite the jersey of his hanging right behind me, I was a little pissed when he went to Sam Amick after winning the finals, after the injury against Atlanta, when he came back and then grew like uh, multiplied his powers by four over the course of that final series and ended with a 50 piece. Uh, he went and told Sam Amick that any wrong move, the, the, the meniscus or whatever, the, the tissue that holds his kneecap into place, he said was basically gone. And he basically, he made it sound. I mean, he didn't even make it sound. He, he said at that time that if he did a similar motion with his knee, that we would have literally seen the man's leg collapse Feels a little inflated, but he came back. Yeah, he did that. And uh, I, I guess that means I'm never going to never going to underestimate his ability to be a, a literal robot. But um, that leads us into my first high uh, or our first high of the All-Star Weekend here, Chris, which is Giannis was kind of front and center at this thing. I, I I don't know if this is just a me thing of like the the face of the league stuff. I really am interested in it as LeBron enters the end of his career here. But Giannis was courtside at the dunk contest. I think he called Grant Williams fat. He was he stole Dame Lillard from LeBron in the draft, which we all know LeBron always picks Lillard. He accidentally picked John, had a little moment with Ernie Johnson and joking around. He the job, the, the, jo- the, the
1: job, the job moment was incredible, incredible.
0: <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, uh, very relatable because I don't think anyone tuning into that game knew who the starters were at this point with all the guys injured and changing conferences so yeah it's, it's all right um and then he has the dunk at the beginning of the game and and then uh, you know the intentional foul to get out of it all this stuff what did you think of jan just kind of like owning this moment he was probably the most present and visible superstar at this big weekend of whining and dining that we talked about
1: i think that's right like there's uh, did you also see where he talked to this? someone asked him like you know how much his fit cost and he's like free 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 The bracelets are fake. Like he was just like, I'm not spending like actual money in any of this stuff. And I'm like, good for you, King. Good for you, not like just like like you're you're being a frugal king. And I I respect that about Giannis. I thought like him and I thought him and Jokic were like the two that kind of got over. Jokic just because he just like is like goofy and weird, and they try to sing him happy birthday. And then he also like, uh, thought he got drafted last, and was like, okay, I'm going here. And it's just like. Like, it's all, it was also just like hilarious to watch Kyrie try to like throw him off the backboard, like dunk lobs. And like, Nicole is not going to do that, Kyrie. Have you never like watched him play basketball? That's not what's going to happen here with with him. But yeah, I, yeah, Giannis, Giannis, every time you put him in front of a microphone, let him be himself, he comes across like a superstar. And I, mm-hmm. I don't think you're wrong to, to think that when you watch him.
0: He also has this commercial with Simulu from, uh, what is the Marvel movie? Shang-Chi, but also um, Kim's Convenience. Shout out Kim's Convenience. Yes, a a yes. very like good good show. So he's in this commercial. That was playing constantly. I guess it just speaks to, because we talked about this last week with some of our takeaways from uh, the first half of the season, and I was kind of putting it out there of like, I'm not really sure who's going to take the baton from LeBron here in terms of just the the fame and celebrity, who's the face of the league, whatever. And it just kind of goes to show that a guy with a thick accent who plays in a very small market and is maybe not traditionally marketable in the way that like Phil Knight would have taught, told us was marketable or whatever. Uh, here he is and seems pretty damn famous to me and and very fun and very well-known and whatever. Helps to have a, a funny name that uh, people still, like Reggie Miller, pretend to not know how to say for whatever reason, but it does help to have that recognizable characteristic. I just think greatness wins out and he's obviously great. He's proven it. And here he's he's kind of milking the, Reaping the rewards of that.
1: Him and LeBron are also like a fun, like, play off of each other kind of thing. Like, I don't think like every superstar you put in that situation is going to like vibe off of LeBron in that same way and have fun with that. Like, I don't think like Luka maybe even does that. I don't think like Jokic yeah. obviously is going to do that. Like, Embiid might, like, Embiid might, but it'd be like a very different kind of energy. Giannis is like just kind of like perfectly likable in every single context you could put him in. And he just kind of wins in every one of those contexts, I think. Like, and he's he's just like put in front and center and stuff and you're probably going to be very happy about the fact that you did so.
0: Yeah, and I you saying that makes me feel like we're going to run into there's going to eventually be a fan vote winner that becomes a captain that is just very not personable and funny and like Luca. Uh, it will telogenic. be it will
1: be it will it'll be like Luca or it'll be like like maybe there's like a K-pop thing and like it's like Wiggins, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. So I hope we, I hope we don't run into that because it will be awkward. But that brings us into our our next high here, which is the drafting of the teams live. I was nervous we were only going to get the starters because that that rumor started to creep out that people were going to be sad and embarrassed and whatever. I thought Jokic and and, and kind of took it like champs. Even Jaren uh, was was kind of embarrassed and you could tell, Um, but. I, I do feel like that's for the best. It just doing the starters mm-hmm. would have been embarrassing. But I think the whole entire thing was really fun. and I do think it really added something like that made me want to watch it more. Maybe I won't feel that way fifteen years from now when it's normal, but it 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 spiced it up in a way that I think the all star game needed or at least made it more fun.
1: I agree. I I think the draft is is a win. I think you should do it every year. I think you have to like hope you get your right to kind of shout out the captains thing. It's like you need to get captains that are going to have fun with it. Uh, I you know I think I would also I would kind of like the, what I would add if I could add anything, Brendan, is like I would have like not Ernie but like maybe it's Shaq. Like I want like I want yeah, like the Mel I was Kiper. The same thing. I want I want like the Mel Kiper hitting me with draft grades as we're going, and it's like like. You took Kyrie this high, LeBron? Like, what, what are we doing here?
0: Like, what, what are we doing I think it would doing? have been funny to have it be because they were doing this during the game of Draymond interviewing the players, having yeah, Draymond, Draymond be is the commentary. Dray, Dray, Draymond
1: is the perfect one because you know he'll speak his mind. He's, yeah. Maybe he's, I mean, maybe he's an all star again, but like, I would guess maybe not. Uh, but like, and he's great on TV. He is like, he's going to be, just side note, he's going to be incredible as an analyst when he's done. Yeah. He incredible. Him and Candace Parker are, like, the two, like, best active players that have stepped into that. And I think, like, Richard Jefferson's probably, like, my third favorite. Like, I think those three are all really, really good. But, like, yeah, Draymond should be, like, the Mel Kuiper and just being like, what do you, like, why, what is your team construction? Like, Giannis yeah, was exactly. like, I would need to take a big. And then he, like, didn't take a big. And he's team one, so it doesn't matter. But it's just, like, LeBron got Jokic and Embiid. And it's like, how did Giannis let that happen?
0: Speaking of uh, Draymond... I really I thought one of the funny very like quick moments but when he double checked with Ja that he was still feeling good in the West during the game he was like interviewing him and he's like who do you respect like he he literally made Ja say the Warriors are great and then doubled down and he was like but you're still feeling good all right like everything still feel totally comfortable for you and he's like yeah yeah i'm still fine like obviously jaw was kind of joking too but um draymond will troll everybody and i hope that that continues when he is just a commentator like chuck does yeah it yeah it hits it hits a little
1: different because he is like a competitor against them and he's going to get to like clap in jaw's face in a playoff round possibly but yeah like he's going to be good at that forever
0: all right uh a low uh we have to there was plenty i don't want to we don't have to linger too much on the lows but this is actually a fun conversation i think the skills challenge is dead is the low uh awful yeah. tv awful in arena product i think just, it was bad it was it, it's i watched it last
1: year in person it's not good um no brendan is
0: there is i don't think there's a fix though is the problem so i think there is i feel like They uh, Peyton Manning and Eli Manning might be onto something with the pro bowl games. I don't know how that did from a rating standpoint, but it it at least is more fun. Wait, 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 wait. Did you watch the NFL pro bowl? No, but why would I, I'm not going to either way.
1: Okay. I'm just about to be like, are you like watching the pro bowl? Brandon's like, I love the NFL pro bowl.
0: (laughs) I didn't watch the pro bowl when it was a real football game. I did not watch the flag football thing and I did not watch the pro bowl games. But the point I'm making is, especially as an in-arena product, but even on TV for kids and stuff, and definitely for social media and YouTube and whatever, do your own version of that, NBA. Um like Papa Shot. That would be awesome. Uh Papa Shot would be good. How about a like a, a jump ball competition? Just like very mismatched sized people trying to do a jump ball. I think that could be fun. Like the the NFL just did weird stuff. Like half of it's not even football. So you don't even like I put cornhole down as an idea. Darts. Horse is the one everybody always says, which I think was in the all-star weekend. They, at well, one do, you,
1: do you remember when they did it during COVID? Yeah. And people yes. did it at their homes. It was awful.
0: It Well, awful. yeah, because they were filming it and they weren't even in the building together. I just also don't think horses like...
1: You'd have to, the pacing of that would need to be really fast. And
0: That's like, I don't sure. know,
1: I don't know if you're getting the pacing you need to like really, really kind of keep that going. I think it has to be stuff that is like, cr- like fast paced and interactive and like, like friendly in that way. And like, a yeah. horse like probably isn't maybe pig, can you, can you imagine, know. but like, just imagine <laughs> how like, it, like the dunk contest loses all its momentum when guys start missing dunks. Can you imagine if yeah. people just aren't making the trick shots they're trying, and like they just fair. have a but you just have you'd have dead air at that point. like
0: yeah you, you it would have, have to in our to be notes good players too right it would have to be like Steph and Dame or something
1: it would just need to be Steph and like it's Steph seeing if he can make trick shots with either hand um, the other you have this in our notes I would rather watch Shooting Stars and the the Shooting Stars competition than the Skills Challenge I would rather them like put the WNBA players in something on Saturday than like put one on each of the celebrity teams for like no reason
0: yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> let them do something real on Saturday. Having pro basketball players on the uh, celebrity team is a little strange. So you're having like a reggae, yeah, having, and you get to right. do they want to they want to pump up these these vets or like retired guys so much now. You could that's an easy bring way. They, there was always one yeah. in the that was the other that was the third player in the shooting stars was like a, an NBA lifer from whatever team. There's there's yeah. three and one. Tell and me you fun. couldn't
1: get like Luke like Luca. Um, Dirk. Dirk, and then like pick a a member of the Dallas Wings. Like there exactly. you go, profit. Exactly. L. A. LeBron, LeBron Magic, and pick a mem- and and one of the uh, pick pick someone from the Sparks. Phoenix Devin Booker, Tarasi, uh, Tarasi, and then you know p- pick pick us some pick us Steve Nash. Charles, there you go. Get get one of them. Boom, profit. Like, Way
0: better. you you're the one thing I will say. Uh, Do not keep putting those old men in basketball jerseys. If you look back at those old pictures, it's like fifty-year-old Magic Johnson in a tank top, and he looks great. But that's embarrassing. Like, don't make those guys go out there.
1: No, Um, no, it's like baseball managers wearing. uh, This is stepping on uh, the toes of the Just Baseball Show, but like, I think baseball managers wearing baseball jerseys is like ridiculous. Just let them wear like a. Just let them wear like a like a pull. I get a lot of them just wear pullovers, but they just look ridiculous.
0: Yes, they do. All right. A another high, I think, was Mac McClung winning the dunk contest. I I, I don't even remember who put this out there, Chris, but I think this is one way to alleviate some of the, the 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 misery around the dunk contest. Although I do think that's mostly like the middle aged media members who who are upset about it at this point. I think kids probably still enjoy it. But speaking of kids, they also very much enjoy Mac McClung. He is a viral sensation. And I think this is kind of a fun way to do it, where you can bring in some of these, like, niche, niche, like, silly... I I don't mean to insult Mac McClung, but he was there because he goes viral for dunks. He wasn't there because everybody knows how great of a basketball player he is. Then do some of the young guys, athletic young guys like they've done. Then maybe get, like, one or two well-known guys... And I think you're 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 cooking like this. This just fills like one or two more slots if you can do the viral people so that you don't have to worry about filling out a whole roster of awesome, well-known players. And then maybe you can convince. I don't know. It just gets more fun and you can start to mix and match a little more. I don't know. I don't think it's fully fixed. I think it's still going to be years when it sucks, but he made it a lot more fun, at least for this year. It was
1: so much better than last year when I, like, wrote off the dunk contest. Like, the dunk contest I saw in person was, I, I think, took all the air of the arena. This, like, brought the arena back to life. You saw everyone freaking out. You saw the players on the sidelines creeping into the court, like, and reacting to Mac McClung. Like, he was a star, and it, it was great. Like, Trey Murphy also, I think, really brought it. Like, he I think Mac clearly won, but, like, Trey Murphy really, really brought it. I think Mac McClung should automatically just be, like, he was asked about this on the broadcast after. Like, he should just be in it next year. Put him oh, in yeah. it. Let him def- let him defend his title. Like, and Brennan, this this leads me to the thing. John Moran said this weekend that he won't ever do it. LeBron has obviously never Rain. done it. It's been like, okay. So, but I, I, I give you as the czar of the NBA fund committee, okay? You get to tell four people and they can't say no to you. You're in the dunk contest for Indianapolis 2024. Yeah. Who are your four?
0: Okay, so I think this is pretty easy. Um, I've spent... Too much time thinking about this, as you can probably tell with how quick I didn't even have to think for a second. Uh, Anthony Edwards, John ja Morant, Zion Williamson, and LeBron James. Those are my four. Okay.
1: Okay. So I went Mac McClung. I'm bringing Ma- I want Mac McClung in okay. and I want him Reigning to champion. defend. I like- That's fair. Yeah. Let's bring back Aaron Gordon. Okay. Zion. Yep. And Ja. That's the four I want. Yeah. LeBron would find a way to still tell me no, is why I don't have LeBron in there. It's also just be weird to see LeBron finally do it at like 39.
0: Yeah, it would. He's not going to do it. That's more of a dream and it probably would be. None of these weird guys are probably going to. I mean, no. The, Ant none of these guys are going to do it. Ant said he wasn't going to do it ever, I think, too this weekend. He I think he was also asked about it and was like, "No." Um, which is kind he of interesting to me cuz he seems to have a better attitude about a lot of this stuff and and just is more willing to like be laid back and have fun with it whereas these other guys just whatever, their pride or they don't want to waste well, the time. Well, this is the thing. <laughs> Who knows? This
1: is the thing. This is the thing. This is the thing about the dunk contest that I don't have a good answer on that I, I would like to figure out at some point. I do not know why. There's not been a good answer to why guys don't want to do the dunk contest anymore. I have not read a piece. I have not seen quotes. I don't understand, like, why it is. Ja's answer was just like, no, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. And I just I just want to know why. I just would like, like to know why, because, like, even not that long ago. Blake Griffin, near the height of his powers, or on the way up, was doing it. Like Dwight Howard, at near the apex of his career, did it. Levine was ascending when he did it. Gordon was like really ascending when he did it. Like, like now you're getting like, no offense to them, but it's like Jericho Sims.
0: Well, yeah, I, I think the that's what I was gonna say that you're making me think of because I agree we haven't really heard a great reason is. Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine are like either all-star or borderline all-star caliber players, good players. It's not like they're only known for the dunk contest, but I would venture to guess that they are pretty significantly more famous because they did it. It definitely helped them in terms of like the average NBA fan caring about them. Like for instance, that dunk Aaron Gordon had on Christmas where he just ended the heart and soul of Landry Shamit. that dunk was reacted to way more because people know Aaron Gordon, right? They were like, that's the guy from the dunk contest. And he just did it again. Like it really does help you. I think I, yeah, it is. It is funny. Um, and I do think like, you know, like we talked, we joked about the sneaker stuff, but like John Morant, you want to sell a shoe, do a crazy poster dunk. dunk. People would eat that up. Not that he's not already famous enough, but it is funny. All right. No,
1: and just the last thing on this, it's like, think about Mac McClung as like a late replacement. Yeah, would the
0: dunk contest have been well, nearly as good if that doesn't happen? I still wanted Shaden Sharp in it. Both, I want yeah, both but of like,
1: them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, ne- so realistic for next year is like Shaden Sharp, yeah, Mac McClung. Maybe
0: get Scoot to do it. Yes, Scoot would be a fun one. I was that was going to be one of my. Uh, quick things, although, you know, it's not the most relevant in the world, but they kind of missed an opportunity with Scoot here. They they featured him almost felt like more last year, the, the G League Ignite yeah. team. And this year he's he's actually going to be drafted. He, that was his first year. And you didn't really see a lot from him. I know they were in the Rising Stars thing and the G League had their own like little all-star game and, and Scoot did a media availability and whatnot. But uh, yeah, he, he's an easy one too. I, I think there are going to be guys who do it eventually because I just, like you said, why... Why would you not? And if it's that kind of opportunity of like, hey, you could sell your shoe or you'll be able to do, we'll, we'll pay you a million dollars to bring a, I don't know, like Blake Griffin with the Kia, right? Like I, I hope people go back to it, but all right. Uh, we have a little bit more of a deeper one here. I'm not sure if it's a high or a low, but I guess all things considered a high, nothing negative. Adam Silver said collective bargaining agreements, talks are going well they will basically it sounds like a given that expansion will be the next thing that they turn to over the rest of this year and beyond and the last thing chris is the in-season tournament potentially expanding to non-nba teams kind of a can of worms when you start to talk about that but what did you make of silver striking a pretty positive note even though uh, the CPA is about to expire
1: Yeah, the NBPA did as well. I think in their comments, it seems like there's a lot of motivation to get a deal done, which I think makes sense. There's a lot of money on the table. Like there's so much money with this new TV deal coming and, you know, we'll see what happens with cap smoothing and the the preps to pros rule and all that stuff. There's just so much. This is like a very pivotal, I think, stretch for the league. Um, I'm curious to see just kind of where they end up. It feels like in some ways the NBA is like a little more of like a niche product. Than I think it kind of would like to be, but the, I think that we're in an era where like there's a lot of things that are going to change and we're going to see tried and this is going to be an era of shifting in, in the league in some ways and I think that means that's in terms of star power, but also like if this in-season tournament happens and all that stuff like the the, the way we think about the league and consume it could change and this is like a very pivotal moment for that because this will set in the structure of that for for the next several years. i I would I agree with you that you come away from the comments, you come away from. When everyone said and i think you would think it happens it i don't know if it gets done by the next opt out deadline which i believe is march 31st if i m- remember reading Correct. that correctly um but we'll we'll see i i would i i don't know a lockout doesn't seem to like benefit anyone charles Barkley's comments were like very like felt to me very much like get off
0: my lawn you young kids like you're you're being babies it seemed like he had no idea what he was talking about i'll just say that it's like you're not yeah, saying the like, same thing as like anyone else is like you can think that you can think superstars should act differently. You should think whatever he said. They will lock out. That's like okay, Charles Barkley, I don't think, labor, yeah. labor expert, right? I mean, come on. Well, and it, yeah, and it's like I—if
1: you read any of the reporting and like maybe they're being cautious and how they're talking about things, like I, it, none of the publicly inf- inf- available information leads me to think that we're like headed towards like a lockout. This doesn't like strike me as reading about like MLB before there's a lockout in Major League Baseball. And like yeah. I went and you know like it doesn't strike me as that kind of thing here. And again, I just think there's so much money on the table. Whatever happens with league rights and where it goes, it's going to be so much money that like it doesn't make sense for them to like at all risk that money. Even though that money won't kick in obviously for a couple more like another another 2 years. Yeah. Like there's a lot of money on the table right now. And I I don't see how a lockout helps anybody.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think a few things. One is um, when you talk about that TV deal, it kind of feels like that's going to be the last traditional TV deal. Um, when you just look at the way TV stuff is changing. And so well, assuming, that, yourself- assuming that model doesn't break that, maybe that model, all, like the Bally stuff
1: was the other like thing As Adam Silver was asked about like the Bally bankruptcy stuff and said, like, we don't think that's going to affect us, but we have a plan in place to air the games in these markets. If that does happen, the plan and in that place is the same as what us.
0: MLB said, right? It, and it's probably what they would prefer. In the long term, they might not have expected it to happen in 2023, but you just pay attention to how much investment the NBA is putting into its app, not League Pass necessarily, but the app. Um, and you can yeah, very League Pass is clearly, so bad. yeah, you can very, very clearly tell what they're trying to do, which is eventually a lot more of their content is going to live on their platforms. And that's kind of what I was about to get to is the the way that the NBA monetizes and and, and profits off of the digital viewership and audience that they've developed, which is probably the best in definitely the US and and one of the better ones in the entire world is going to be very interesting. And I hope that in doing that, they don't forget about the people who still just like to watch games um, and and kind of maybe the older demographic, I guess. And I think the other part of that is going to be this. Well, I, I think the other thing that will define this upcoming stretch of of time in the league is. It's similar to what we talk about in the WNBA, although the margins and the scale is just going to be different. The people buying into these teams because of the prices that they're going to start going for are going to be extraordinarily wealthy. And I just don't know how predictable it is what their motivations are going to be. We're basically at the end of the road with a lot of these mom and pop NBA teams that are just passed down through the years. Like the guy who used to own the Jazz before Ryan Smith bought them. It was like a furniture store uh, owner who's been in Utah for for decades. It's like those owners don't exist anymore. Les Alexander from the Rockets sold to Tillman Fertitta, right? Like these guys are gone. And, And what do the new people who just purely see it as an investment that they're coming into when they are already wealthy, it's just going to be a, a very, very different type of thing. And I think to, to Chuck's point, and like Bill Simmons brought this up on his podcast, there might not be the appetite for stars doing what they want because a lot of these owners that were that were not very like wealthy, Chris, they like LeBron could look them in the eye and be like, "No, I straight up have more power than you. I I might even be w- richer than you, right?" That's not going to be the case for you know, Matt Ishbia with the Suns, who just bought for 4 billion, that man's worth more than anyone in the NBA, you know, and it's not even close. So it's, it's going to be very different. And I think that'll kind of define this decade.
1: I also just wonder where the money comes from is, is the other part of this. Like, yep. I I don't think it was a mistake or unintentional that the NBA did a preseason game in Abu Dhabi and they took the bucks there and took the Hawks there and took Trey young and took Giannis onto to two very famous players to that market. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little better fare than they took to Paris, which is like an actual regular season basketball game. And they took the Pistons and the Bulls, which is just like, OK, like, OK, I, I guess. But I'm happy. I, I am happy that like, those beat reporters all got to go to Paris. That seems really cool. Uh, and to like to expense your meals in Paris seems like it seems Thanks like a way for time them
0: shareholders. The athletic got to travel. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. Uh, um, I I'm curious to see just where the money comes from. Like we like you and I are both in like our fandom outside of basketball, big soccer fans. I'm a Tottenham Hotspur supporter. You're a Chelsea supporter. Don't tell people that.
0: I I don't want to identify that way right now.
1: Brendan, I, I, my life is just a lot of, you know, like I, I take on a lot of like sad sports teams and things and it's like Tottenham, just, you know, like, you know, we, we beat West Ham, but like another Leicester game where we blow it and it's bad is out the window. Like that, that's very much always on the table for me. Like the vibes are, are never, never consistent. It's, it's an up and down roller coaster. You know, Chelsea gets bought by Todd Boley, who's a very specific type of American spending lots of money. But you look at Man United is up for sale right now. Maybe they're going to get bought by a, a mega mogul from the Middle East. Man City is under serious investigation and they're owned by like a, a, a big Middle East wealth fund. Saudi Arabia functionally bought Newcastle. Tottenham is reportedly for sale and there's some outside. there's some suspicion that there could be like a Qatari bit in there, you know, they own PSG, like that money is coming into sports. The NBA, I, I wouldn't be, su- I don't know if we're going to get like a full on team takeover in that way. It doesn't seem to offer them the same kind of control, but like, it would be like the closed loop system. And like, I wouldn't be surprised if like one of these wealth funds or one of these countries does invest in like owns like 5% of an NBA team. And you see that, that would not surprise me if like in, in three years, you know, one of the minority stakeholders in the Cleveland Cavaliers or the New York Knicks or the Miami or whomever, sure. the Phoenix Suns is like 5% owned by like a very rich person you've never heard of from, from the Middle East. And that's like a lot where cash infusion comes. And like what yep. that means, what the implications of that are is a very real, it's a very real thing. It's just, a, it just is.
0: Yeah. And I, I believe that's money that does not go to the players. Right. And that's another, uh, that's another reason that it, might be pretty savory for for the owners same thing with expansion which we said silver agreed on the expansion fees i don't think are are shared revenue i think that goes directly to the other owners so um yeah that and competition in, uh, so, and spitting contest is going to be fascinating
1: yeah and then silver did say i think there was an update on expansion over the weekend that the tv rights deal is going to get done before there's any expansion stuff so there's a little bit of time it seems like before yeah. that happens and the new cba obviously will maybe have something to do about that that wouldn't surprise me That's if true. We learned something about that once the CBA is finalized.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think there'll be a lot more games on the internet uh, with that C- with that TV deal, but we have a, a little bit of time to forecast that out before we get there. All right, my last thing here, just a fun one. Uh, one thing that was made for TV and probably pretty silly, but that I really got a kick out of was Dame putting the Weber State jersey on with it said Dame Dalla on the back, looked very cool, and then just with ice in his veins, going out and hitting like four in the final rack to win the three-point shootout over Buddy Healed. that was fun. That was like classic All-Star weekend. I'm sure a bunch of kids in Portland were like just dying over how cool they must have thought that was. Like that's kind of what this was all about. And, and Dame is very, like you can trust him to deliver with that stuff and, and actually just kind of buy in and have fun with it.
1: I also love that he was like the greatest shooters ever. Win these, I've won one. I'm retiring from it, but I like this is part of my legacy. I kind of love that he made that call up because yeah. I don't think he's wrong. I think he's right, and I think it's just like it's cool when like where it was like you see so, like I thought Shay Gil's Alexander seemed like sort of disinterested in like some of the All Star stuff, whereas like Dame is like this is part of the thing, and like I I value yeah. this and that. That to me is 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 cool. I had the same like that was my big thing was like aside from the honest stuff and everything. I I thought Dame was like kind of most player. we didn't even like talk about jason tatum like setting a new scoring record in the all-star game and i love i love joe when Mizzoula you can tell it during it the-
0: no yeah, it was okay. fixed the fix was in joe Missoula just set that all up i'm not i'm not gonna honor the record <laughs> it didn't happen in my book
1: okay but i do love when a guy is like clearly going for it in the middle of the all-star game i didn't love when they were all trying to take these r- ridiculous deep threes just i'm like just end it like the yeah. elam ending didn't really provide the tension it did the year before no. like it's maybe like some some of its proponents i think are like there is still going to be some goofiness with it i'd still just keep the four quarters and let's just like not like we don't need to like break the wheel and like build the new wheel all the time but like it's fun yeah. in this context it could it seeing tatum go off is fun i love when guys hunt stuff it was cool like mitchell went off like lebron did some fun stuff before he hurt his pinky like yeah i ultimately fun all-star weekend dunk contest was great it's a, it is what it is. And, and, you know, I think everyone gets to celebrate it. And I, then I enjoyed Luca being like, I will take five questions. I need to get on a plane. It's vacation time. And I, I respect that too. Go on your vacations, rich NBA players.
0: Absolutely. They only get like three days uh, in the middle of this crazy time. Um, Yeah. The the Tatum stuff, I thought Brown and Tatum going at each other was like the one actually competitive and fun, like basketball moment that they got to be on opposite teams and then kind of Take over for like two or three minutes of just like, hey, this is sort of like a, a Celtics practice and we're just watching it live. This is fun. Um, but yeah, very fun. I think all things considered, like um, us 30 year old people who don't it's not for us. And I think, Brendan, you can't know, you maybe can't maybe claim that you're you're
1: you're, t- you're like 20. So you can't claim you're close to 30. I can. You cannot.
0: I just mean that it's it's very much all star weekend is not designed with me or you in mind i don't think and no uh, it feels like people on twitter that like basketball sometimes maybe forget that but that's all right uh all right that will do it for today's show thank you for listening to the just basketball show follow us wherever you are living on social media tiktok instagram twitter facebook all of it you can also hit that follow or subscribe button wherever you're listening or watching including youtube and we will talk to you next time